Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's episode, Brian Ganey's 400-pound weight loss journey, part one. Hi, this is Gwen. I just wanted to give you a quick intro about today's episode. I had such a great time interviewing my guest, Brian Ganey, about his 400-pound weight loss journey to where he's lost the weight and he's still maintaining that weight loss. Now, I decided to break the episode into two parts because it was so long and I didn't want to leave any part of it out because I feel like this would be such an encouragement for you as it was for me. So here is today's episode Part one of Brian's story. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host, and I have a real treat for you today with the guest that I have. But before I get to the episode, I wanted to remind you not to wait until January 1st to start your weight loss journey. Now, I've made my book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey, available for 99 cents for a limited time on Amazon.com. So from December 19th through December 26th, and that's of 2016, just in case you're listening later, uh, the ebook version will be can be purchased for 99 cents. And that's my gift to you for this Christmas season. So don't wait until January 1st to start taking control of your weight and your life. And that brings me to my guest today, which is Brian Ganey. I've talked about him in past episodes, and that was before I had the opportunity to get to know him. But let me read you his bio. Brian has been heavy all of his life, growing to almost 600 pounds by the time he was age 37. And after nearly losing his life to a pulmonary embolism, he decided enough was enough and said no more. After a doctor told him it would be impossible, he has lost nearly 400 pounds without surgery over the last four years. Along the way, he has also managed to pay off $60,000 in debt and become debt-free using Dave Ramsey's baby steps. He has transformed his journey of determination, persistence, and follow-through into a crusade against quick fixes and fad failed diets. Now, Brian is also an author, and the name of his book is Impossible, How I Lost 400 Pounds Without Surgery. And that's also available on Amazon.com as an ebook or a paperback. So, Brian, are you there? I sure am, Gwen. Go right ahead. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. I can't complain. Now, some people might say, if I had 400 pounds to lose, uh, forget it. You know, or even some that say I have only 10 or 15, they're saying, this is just too hard. Now, would you say that it was hard for you to do that? You know, it it, it was at first. It, it took me a little bit of time to, to wrap my mind around the task, but what I think really set me free and what I think actually made it doable is the fact that I was already at rock bottom, and in my mind, I felt like there was nowhere to go but up. So I never set out to lose almost 400 pounds. I was, when I was in the hospital at almost 600 pounds and when I was laying there and I I was coming at it from a different angle and I was looking at it through the lens of I'm alive, I survived, and any amount of weight that I could lose uh, was going to just make my life better. So I I never knew where I was going to land or or 
when I was going to stop losing weight. I just knew that I couldn't take it anymore. And I think honestly, when I started, the, you, know, you know, I just looked at it like, okay, here I am. I think I was up to about 577 pounds. And I remember thinking, you know what, if I could just get under 500, that was my initial goal. And when I was able to meet that goal and started to get my more mobility and be able to get up and move and walk and go and do, then I thought, wow, you know, it'd be really great if I could get under four and, and get into the 300s. And then, then it started to, you know, create a situation where I could shop at the big and tall store, like they were actually closed in the store I could buy. And it, it really was just the momentum. And I think also what helped me, and I always tell people this, that especially I have a lot of weight to lose, is I didn't care how long it took to lose the weight. It didn't, I wasn't on any kind of artificial timetable. I thought this is going to take multiple years. So it could take three years. It could take five years. I didn't care. I just knew that as long as it was moving in the right direction. So I just, I never really thought. I, I knew at some point the weight loss would stop and that it would become frustrating to try to lose more. But I just, I just didn't care. I just needed to lose some weight. And the more of it I lost, the better I felt. And it, it just, it really helped me take my life back. So uh, that, that's how I got started. Um, why don't, why don't you tell us what led to you actually, you know, saying that you said in your book that no more, no more. Cause like I said, I've, I've talked about you before, but I've never really gave the details of your story. So why don't you uh, tell the listeners wh what happened that you said, this is it, I'm done. Sure. So I am, uh, I'm 44 years old. So back in my twenties, uh, back around the 97, 98 timeframe, almost 20 years ago, I had been, I was in the 400s uh, weight range. So I was, you know, 450, something like that. And I decided I just, I'd had enough. I was tired of being heavy. And a friend had talked me into going to the YMCA and walking on the treadmill. And I just really caught the weight loss bug at that point. And so over the course of about nine months, I lost 250 pounds. So I dropped the weight very quickly. Uh, just through just over exercising and also just almost just a you know a dangerously low calorie diet just like starvation type thing I really became just obsessed uh, with losing that weight and then so what happened is what always happens in a case like that uh, almost all of the time is I failed and I gained all the weight back uh, and unfortunately on the on the way uh, on you know losing that weight you know, you become intoxicated by the attention, by, you know, feeling like an expert, by feeling, you know, going around telling people that you really, you become that person who feels like they're cured. So you're going around telling everybody, you know, how you did it. And, you know, if they would just do it like you did, then everything would be, would be great. And you've, you feel like you've cracked the code and found the answer and solved the riddle and all that stuff. And so, uh, it, it was just, it was very, depressing when I lost control and gained all the weight back. And so that was about the year 2000. So fast forward 10 years, you know, I stayed heavy all that time. So it was just, you know, I'd lost the weight and gained it all back and couldn't, I just could never get started back again. Uh, but it, it was 2010 and I had been thinking for about six months how I just, it, it was becoming difficult to get around. My mobility was restricted, and I was just really starting to feel like I was being cheated out of my life. Um, I was, at that point, I'm trying to just do the math quickly, I was 37 years old, 
And I, I just, I, I really was starting to get at the end of my rope, but it just seemed so difficult and so impossible to get started. It just, I saw all these people around me that were getting the weight loss surgery. And, and I knew that that probably wasn't for me because I also saw people around me that would get the weight loss surgery and then they would gain the weight back. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them. And I just thought, wow, you know, if I get that done, you know, I probably would be that person that would try to, to cheat the, the system or, or try to gain, you know, would still overeat or whatever. And so I was really set up looking back for what happened to be successful because I just woke up one day and I was having difficulty breathing. So just walking short distances would leave me completely out of breath, which made no sense. Uh, even at my high weight, I'm just, I was still fairly mobile and I just didn't understand why I couldn't breathe. And so in what has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever done, I thought, well, maybe I'm just tired. And so I went home and, and took a nap and then got up the next day and tried to go to work and I, I couldn't do it. And so I collapsed at work and, uh, you know, got rushed to the hospital and that's where it took, it took a whole day for them to figure out what was wrong with me because it's just at that, at that high weight, you just don't, the, the one thing I don't think people talk about enough is the machines that they use in hospitals to, to perform tests on people don't, you know, aren't large enough or can't accommodate. Yeah. I've you know, heard that are, even some of the tables that they put you or the beds they put you on have a weight limit. Also. Sure, sure. Yeah, they my my problem is they couldn't do a CT scan on me. They said the the weight limit is like 350 pounds for this machine. Like you would not fit in it. We don't we don't know what to do here. And uh, so they just guessed at what the problem was based on the blood work and other things like that. So it it, it really at that point I, I just I'm in the hospital and they wouldn't. They had all these machines hooked up to me and and um, just like an IV and IV pump and heart monitor and all that stuff. And they wouldn't let me take a shower. And I just had that moment where it's just like that, that epiphany where it's just like, you know, this is not living. Like I can't, I can't take it anymore. I can't, there's nothing I can eat that, that is making, that is worth all of this. And I just, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, life is passing me by. I mean, the guy walking around the hospital just transporting patients has, you know, is, is enjoying his life more than I am. Like he's mobile and I'm not, I'm just, I'm just sitting here and for what? And that was when I just realized that this is, and I, and I write in the book, it's like no more, like whatever I have to do, I don't care. Like I'm going to walk out of here and I'm not coming back. So that was and, your, your, what I always call your rock bottom that most people yes seem to have to hit before they're like, okay, now I'll do something, which sometimes it's the doctor saying, no, you have diabetes or, you know, some, you have high blood pressure or something. I mean, you can be skinny and have high blood pressure, but I mean, just something that maybe you're, if it wasn't for your weight, it maybe wouldn't be an issue for you. Yeah, it, that, that was it. I mean, it was, and it was the, the pure misery of what I was going through because when you have something like a pulmonary embolism, it's, and for your listeners who've never heard of this, and I had no idea what it was either until it happened to me, but the blood clots, because of inactivity, they collect in your legs, and then they travel to your lungs, and then they, they build up and until the blood clots take over your lungs, and they block the flow of oxygen, uh, they block the flow of blood to, to the rest of your body, and it's actually the second leading cause of sudden death in the United States. I mean, for most people, the first symptom is death. There's nothing anybody can do because... 
it's just, you just, you die. And I was one of the lucky ones I lived. And so I think that, you know, getting that second chance. And then also I had some, you know, a very honest uh, doctor and a very honest nurse who just looked at me and said, this is going to keep happening if you don't lose weight. It's that's, this is what's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to wind up back here again. And I just thought this is just, this is hell on earth to be in here and to have just the constant blood being drawn, which they couldn't do because of my weight. They couldn't, they were always having trouble finding a vein and it, it just, it was horrible. And I thought I, this, I'm like, this is like, I want out of here. Like, I don't want to come back. And they recommended the weight loss surgery. And I'm like, yeah, but I'd have to come back to the hospital and you could still gain the weight back. And, you know, there's always the risk at that high weight when someone does major surgery on you that you just die. And I thought this is, this is, I just remember, I will never forget the moment where I realized this is stupid. Like I have complete control over this. I know exactly what to do and it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a long time, but there are other things I can eat and, uh, I'm done. Like it just, it was very clear to me and I wish that there was a way that I could bottle that and sell it because it's, I, you always hear it when you hear about addicts and addiction and alcoholics and anybody that can't stop doing something that they have to hit rock bottom. But that's that's what happens for me. Well, I think that most people have to do that. Um, most of the other people I, I've studied or, or read about, too, that when they decided to lose the weight, there was some event that took place in their life. And like I had something like that where I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I am done I have to do something different. Uh, it just seems like you have to, like an addict, like you said, you have to hit that rock bottom to to get to to, to change. You know, did you have people that told you that said, "Hey, you need to lose the weight," or like family members that said anything to you? Oh, absolutely. And the the, the myth of of the heavy person, of the overweight person, um, is that they don't know they're overweight. And, and so what society thinks that they have to do and they're misguided, they think that they have to tell the person that they're overweight. And, and, and here's the thing. We, we know more than anyone. Like yes. we're an expert. We're an expert in being overweight. You live so with it really, every day. Absolutely. So the, there's, there's really – and this is going to sound uh, negative, but there's really nothing you can say and very little that you can do to get someone to change. Um, I, I think that the best thing anyone can do is just to set a positive example or to try to influence. But I, I don't think that anyone could ever say to me, you know, you really shouldn't eat that or you really, um, should do something about your weight because it never worked. And people, people would try and they, they meant well, but it was, it was really a useless, um, uh, strategy to try to get me to change. I think honestly, and and for it to have lasted six and a half years like it has, I, I think that this only can come within from within. But but I think that what you can do, what people like you can do, and what people like me can do, is make people realize what they're capable of, and that it is possible. That it, but what you have to do is be willing to change, and and just willing to say that I, I've had enough. And, and just to take it on and to just accept that you just start where you are. You work with what you have. Um, you know, the way to start is just to start. And, and people that are, that are in that prison 
uh, just that I call it the fat prison that are that are stuck in that just that that obese state of 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, or even more. It 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 seems so impossible, but it but it really isn't. It really isn't. You just you you start by waking up the next day and eating breakfast. And then just try and move your body and just and then eat lunch and just be on a schedule where previously you weren't. Where so you, you didn't stayed just on. wake up the next day and say, OK, I'm going to eat perfectly today. I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and it's only going to be like 2000 calories and then I'm going to exercise for an hour. And, you know, you you didn't. Did you do that? Not at all. It was it was it was very much. I mean, I had done that in the past, so I, I knew I knew what it looked like, but. I also knew what failed for me, and so I avoided repeating what I had done. And and that's I, I think that's instructive for people because we all tend to, for instance, somebody does a diet, they lose the weight, they gain all the way back, and and they they think in their mind and they'll say it out loud. They'll say, "Well, I, I know what works. I just have to do that again." And I'll tell them, and I'll say, "Well, actually, you gained the weight back, right? Yeah, I gained the weight back because I, I wasn't following the diet. Well, cool, but that means it didn't work. So don't do that again because it di- it didn't work for you." And no, when I first started out, it was not, it was never perfect. I mean, I remember coming home from the hospital and, and having not super healthy food, but I remember saying, well, you know, this is, you know, when you're that weight, you know, I was probably eating 10,000 calories a day, probably 20,000 sometimes. So the, the idea of just having a, a normal portion of even remotely healthy food was a start. It's like, okay, well, you know, here's a meal. I'm going to eat this. And I'm going to see if I can drink some water and then I'll go for a walk. And it's just, it was very, very gradual. Um, but it's, it's just that behavior modification and starting those just different habits is just doing something different. Like this is not what I was doing the last 10 years where I weighed 600 pounds. This is me doing something different, like taking my life back and, and making a change and, and what I did then is not anything like what I did now. It changes over time, but at least it's something different. It's just it was something that th- you could continue for the rest of your life. Yeah, just some way to establish control. Like it's like okay, I'm not, you know, I'm out, I'm not at the grocery store like buying all this food to binge on. Uh, instead, what I'm doing is I'm making, you know, a hamburger and a baked potato and and a, a small portion of french fries and and this is what i'm going to have and so i'm going to eat this i'm going to write that down i'm going to measure it and so there's all these new behaviors and concepts that i'm starting to 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 do where i hadn't done them before and then so it's like okay i'll do this for a while and then i'll see what are some healthy foods i can try and i probably tried and threw away more food just experimenting with stuff but over time it worked because it's just it's something different. Well, I and, think most uh, people want you to give them. They want you to say, "Okay, eat this, eat this," and it'll magically, you know, take the weight off. But most, most, most of them don't realize it is it, like you have to experiment to find what you like, right? Oh yeah, I, I absolutely. I get that all the time, and I'm sure you do too. Where people, you know, people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, listen, man, uh, you know, I, I want to do what you've done. Tell me what the secret is. What's what? Tell me what to buy. Tell yeah. me where to shop." And it just, I tell people, I can't tell you that because I don't know what you like. Uh, you don't know what you like because chances are if someone's really overweight, they have like that, that processed food palate. They probably eat out at yeah. restaurants a lot. You know, they don't, they don't have a taste for healthy food. And that took me a couple of years to develop. I mean, I wanted sugar, salt, fat, 
fried food, you know, all the food that I used to eat came in a box with a picture on it and, uh, you know, in a jar with a, yeah, and a barcode and a jar with a label on it. You know, I was used to that processed food, that high salt food. And it took me a long time to get used to fresh food and even to get to where I could eat fruits and vegetables and have that, have that be something I was, that I was interested in, in tasting and found appealing. It is to, it takes time. It takes time. And, that's the work that people have to be prepared to do that, you know, that willingness to change that open mind where you can say, Hey, I'm going to try this. And no, I don't like that. I'll throw that away and I'll go over here and eat something else. And to just experiment and put a, a level of focus and intentionality on what you're eating that, that previously wasn't there. Um, how long did it take you to lose the weight? Took me about three years to lose most of it. I got down, I fluctuate, you know, we all have a range, I guess. And I got down to 195, and so I fluctuate in, you know, between the, you know, that 195 and the low 200s. And I allow myself to do that because I, I've had to learn to keep the big picture in mind. Yes. You know, it's the low 200s is, uh, you know, way better than the high 500s. It's your perspective because I get some people that'll freak out about a five pound gain. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. You caught it before it was a 20 pound gain. You know, I've had that in the past. Yeah. Where I'll let it get out of control. It's like, man, I let it get out of control way too, too far. If I would have just caught it sooner, it would have been easier to rein it back in. So I tell you, don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. And even, even one day where I maybe eat a little bit too much is nothing. Uh, But we all tend to have that all or nothing thinking where, it's it's just like people have one piece of pie and then it's like, oh, well, I shouldn't eat that. I might as well eat the whole pie. And uh, I always tell people, you know, if you had one flat tire, you wouldn't just take your knife out and just uh, poke holes in the other three tires and just say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I messed this up. I might as well just ruin the whole thing. But no one would ever do that. But yet we think like that when it comes to just, you know, dieting, which I hate or or just, and, you know, anything where we experience some minor failure and so we just give up and ruin the whole thing and that that's what you have to get away from so if if brian or gwen has a bad day where it's like okay you know i really should be eating you know in my case i exercise a lot so i'll eat three thousand calories a day and so one day i'm on a trip and i have four thousand it's just like that's that's doesn't matter because the next day i'll just go back to eating the usual amount and then whatever all picture with it yeah yeah, we actually had just had, I used you as an example. I didn't say your name because I knew you were going to be on here. Um, my podcast last week, I talked about last Friday. I think it was last Friday I texted you and was like, oh, man, I just want to go eat my feelings right now. And you, I think you had a bad day that day, too. and was like, yeah, I ate a little more than usual. But it, but it wasn't like, now I'm going to go throw everything under the bus and just go crazy again. Um, yeah. You know, you just, okay, we had a bad day. Just pick it up the next day. I call it the reset button. I just hit the reset button the next day. It sounds like you kind of do the same thing. You don't beat yourself up. You don't demonize the food. You just, okay, I did it. Just move on. Yeah, it just, it was what it was. I I just, for whatever reason, in that moment, on that day, I needed more food. I just, I wanted to eat, so I did. You know, it was healthy food. I just ate too much of it. So it wasn't like I called up and ordered, you know, three large pizzas and ate 40,000, you know, ate 40,000 calories in one sitting or something like that. I mean, it wasn't a half a gallon of ice cream and a, or, you know, anything like that. It, It was what it was. And 
Now, some people yeah. might think it's, you said you eat an average of 3,000 calories is usually your normal? Yes. Some people might think like, wow, that's a lot of calories, even for a guy. But you sure. said you work out a lot. So um, how, how often do you exercise? What kind of exercises do you do? You know, it. Uh, what people think of in their mind as working out is is, you know, people are probably listening to this thinking, oh, you know, I could never do that. He probably goes to the gym, works out like a maniac, and I don't. I work out in the gym uh, about three times a week for probably 30 to 45 minutes, um, just, you know, lifting some weights, nothing super heavy, walking on the treadmill, um, you know, putting in some time on the rowing machine, doing things like that. Uh, I walk a lot. I walk um, on my lunch break at work. So two to three miles a day. And so that level of physical activity, you know, requires, you know, because I'm so active, you know, I, I can eat more, but it's so interesting because when, when I get in a situation where I'm not able to put in, do that much activity, um, the weight will creep up. So then I have to dial back the amount of food that I'm eating. Also, I think I'm able, able to get away with eating more because a lot of what I eat is, you know, healthier food that's high in fiber and, you know, a lot of fruits and vegetables and, you know, whole grains and food like that where, you know, it tends to um, move through you, so to speak. And, and uh, you know, it's not every last calorie is being absorbed. So it's not it's not like a, a, a high calorie processed food where. You know, every last little bit is gonna is gonna be used up. So I benefit from that as well. Um, so, but I mean, there still are times where you know I will eat too much, but I, I I know that I know that there you know there are gonna be those times, and just try to just try to plan for it. What what kind of exercise did you do when you were five hundred? You said you was five hundred and seventy seven was your top 577. weight. Five seventy seven. Yep, that's that's the the starting weight that you see in the picture on the cover of the book. Um, yeah. What exercises did I, the, the very first exercises I started doing, because when I got out of the hospital, I was, I was, I was on oxygen. And so it, really all I could do was walk, but I, I couldn't walk unassisted. So I would push the grocery cart around the, the store. So I just go to the store and, you know, push the, you have that grocery cart where you can lean on it. And, uh, and so that's what I would do. And I just walk around the store and I do that, you know, 30 minutes a day or, or whatever I could do. And finally, I graduated from that to just being able to walk, you know, just normal. And the walking was really what kicked it off. I would just walk. I, I got to where I could walk everywhere. And now I just I, I walking is still out of everything that I do, the biking, the walking, uh, the weights, all that stuff. The, the walking is still just my favorite exercise. It's a, it's a stress reliever. Anyone can do it. You can just walk for free, find a good walking trail or a good place to walk. It's it's so yeah, I, walking was it. I mean, that's what I did for the first easily six months. And then I joined a gym and started, you know, started lifting some small weights and things like that. So, so definitely, it, wasn't, the walking. it wasn't anything crazy. You started you didn't start doing like an insanity workout or something like that, because I think a lot of people have the misconception that they have to have some crazy long exercise routine to even start. Um, nope. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't go over an hour. I like to do an hour because it's kind of like a stress reliever for me, but I don't go over an hour because I'll get obsessive about it. Sure. And so that's the reason why I don't do that. But, you know, I tell people if that's what you really want to do. But the, another reason is I don't want to be exercising for hours a day. I want to do no. other things with my life. Yeah. And you can you can really uh, you can wear your body out from over exercising. Yeah. You know, you're you know, I'm uh 
I'm 44 years old and, but a lot of my, my body has been through so much. It's my knees are about six, you know, like a 60 year old person. So I have to be careful not to, not to do overdo things because I'll wear out my joints. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't overdo it. Um, you know, some of the exercises when I first started, I was fortunate when I was, I started going to the gym when I was about 500 pounds. And, uh, so I had initially lost some of the weight and, uh, the person that I was working with, because uh, where I work, there's a the company has a gym with a, a personal trainer inside of it, which is phenomenal. And I remember her telling me, uh, you know, your body weight is so great. You know, that's really what we're going to work with. That's what we're going to use to for you to exercise because you by you just lifting yourself up, you're lifting an incredible amount of weight. And uh, so my first exercises were just sitting up and saying we're just sitting down and standing up over and over again. And so that was what we did to, to build stamina. And then after a while, I got some more of the weight off and we did uh, walking up and down stairs was a was a way, you know, was the way that we got the cardio in. And uh, and then we started with some small weights and things like that. And uh, I would use I would li- exercise at home with, with milk jugs like uh, a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. Of course, it has a handle so you can you know lift it up and down. And so I would do that. And just really anything to create resistance and to to do, you know, to do some some lifting and, and walking and moving. And, and that just blows people's minds, I think, when I explain that to them, because it, it really it's you know, anyone can do it. You can do it anywhere. You just you just have to understand that you have to start where you are. You took away the excuses is what it was. You, yeah, you, you, you made a way, you know, when you said you were doing the water jugs. I, I kind of did the same thing, too. I thought, OK, if people could see this right now, they think I was crazy. But it went back to the I can't afford to buy weights right now. I want to do something. So this is what I'm going to do. Sure. I mean, it you, doesn't you, matter. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You get creative until I could slowly build up. And I, I kind of have my own little home gym now. But, you know, I, I actually the step I have, I bought at Goodwill for seven dollars. And this is like an 80 or $100 step I got for $7. Just, nice. Yeah, I was excited about that. You know, there's some people that say, well, I can't afford the equipment. I can't afford the gym. But what can you do? Can you go up and down your stairs? You know, a, sure. a few times. There's a step right there. Can you jog in place? Can you walk in place? I mean, you, you figure yeah. something out. I get, I get people all the time, and I'm sure you do too, that you know the excuses are that no short supply of excuses. And people will tell me, well, I can't afford a gym membership. And I'm like, well, you don't need one. The the whole the great outdoors is your gym. Like, do you have sidewalks where you live? Well, yeah. Well, there you go. So every night, walk for 30 minutes, and that will be that's more exercise than you get now. And so you slowly work up to it. But a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's not the instant results. And there and there are no instant results. I don't think. Um, no. And I and you and you. I think you say the same thing because you say you're not into the fad diets. Um, and on our podcast, on my podcast, I always tell them when I say diet, usually it, people mean restriction. I just mean a food plan because I hate the word diet too. Oh, I do too. Yeah, anything that, and I learned this the hard way, and I'm so grateful for that failure back in my 20s because if I can't do it the rest of my life, then what are you doing? Like, what am I doing? I, it's if it's if I can't do it forever, then then why? Well, it's just going to be temporary. I'm going to I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to gain it back and more and be depressed and it's going to set me back. So I would rather lose 100 pounds and keep it off than lose 300 pounds and then gain it all back six months later 
it's it's just it's it's really not worth it. And that's where we'll end today's episode with Brian. Be sure to check back for part two of Brian Ganey's 400-pound weight loss journey. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.